The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about a really cool way to get viral growth of your email list and turn your existing subscribers into even more subscribers. Get people forwarding your marketing emails to their friends and then getting those friends to join your list as well. What a flipping dream. But when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're sat there all alone wondering how this applies to you and would this work for me in my business, in my niche? So come and hang out in our free Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community. You can share what you're working on, get stuck into the training and the resources that we put in there as well. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show community and you'll see it right there in the results. Or you can open any web browser and go to robandkennedy.group and that will forward you over like magic. He's more than a little obsessed with the fancy leather mouse mat with his name embossed into it that he got for Christmas. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's a banana and Greek yogurt for breakfast kind of guy. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Notice that when we've been on these calls, Rob, on our meetings, like you've been stroking your lovely mouse mat during our meetings. It's a little off-putting. Smell of it's amazing. It's made by a company who make belts of all things. You've obviously branched out into mouse mats and matching drinks coasters. Ooh. Reckon if we uh, if we if we give them a name check, we might get some freebies. We're obviously massive influencers. It was a present. No idea what they're called. Shit. Hello, welcome back. This week we are back again, of course, and we're here every week giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business. Make sure you don't miss out on a single episode of this because we do share absolute gold every single week. And the only way to make sure you don't miss out is to make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. We've been getting some lovely reviews on the podcast as well. We want to give you a little name check if you give us a review. You can do that, of course, on your favorite podcast player. Abigail's Photography, wonder what she does, left us this lovely review over on Apple Podcasts. She said, a breath of fresh air in the smog-filled world. It sounds like the start of a really good novel, doesn't it? In the smog-filled world. Of email marketing, Rob and Kennedy are a breath of fresh air. Best podcast out there. Can we just stop for a minute? and say best podcast out there. I think we can put that on the artwork. We'll do cool. that. Bod, be, best podcast out there. I love it. I love it. Must be the only one Abigail subscribes to. <laughs> <laughs> does, she, does she finish on that note? Yeah, that's it. There you go. That's so kind. Thank you, Abigail. Really appreciate it. And everybody else, if you haven't already, we really do appreciate your reviews. And it really helps us to spread the word and get noticed and get the podcast out to more people. And increase our reach. And it really means the world if you would do that. So if you've got a couple of minutes, pop over at your podcast player right now and leave us a review and we'll give you a little bit of a readout on the show as well if you'd like us to. That would be great. So this week we thought we'd share with you a really simple... There was a fleeting statement that Rob made once when we were giving a training, which is, well, you know, in an ideal world... I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, Rob, but basically what you said... I don't know if you remember this or not, but you said, well, actually, building an email list of, of, uh, of 5,000 people is is pretty easy. All you need to do really is to get one subscriber and get that one subscriber 
to tell 4,999 of their friends to join your list as well. And hey, presto, you'll have a list of 5,000 people. And I know you did mean it facetiously and very flippantly, but actually, it's one of those things you think, actually, most people could do with that kind of growth. That, and, it's, and it's true. Like, if you, if you find something that's really good, you tell other people about it. In fact, I think, can we talk about this challenge that you're doing at the minute? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So this is the absolute epitome of what we're talking about here, because here's the thing, right? First of all, obviously getting one, one person to tell 4,999 other people, that's going to be tricky. But I will say two things. Uh, recently, I was listening to uh, a training that was being given by Ryan Dice from Digital Marketer, and he referenced something that he'd seen on the internet, a blog post he'd seen on the internet. He'd read a blog post, thought it was great, and referenced it to this training. It's being given to probably hundreds or thousands of people. And there's a perfect example. I went and looked at it. I can't, you know, he gave us the URL. He said, this is the guy who wrote the blog post. There was an opt-in form in the blog post. So just think about it. That's, that's a true definition of how this sort of thing can work. So if you get an influencer or somebody with an audience to see something that you do and like it, and they go and tell their audience about it, that gives you a massive boost of growth. But even if, let's say out of every 10 subscribers you had, one person got another person to opt in. You've just grown from 10 to 12. It doesn't sound like a lot, but actually that's quite considerable percentage growth in the grand scheme of things. It's worth doing if you then say, well, if I, if I do all the work to bring in a thousand subscribers, that brings in 200 extra subscribers. So if we can find this way to get more people referring you stuff, that's good. So the actual, the real epitome of this for me is a program called 75 Hard. It was created by a guy called Andy Frisella, and he is like a really manly man, much more manly man than me. That's not hard. Uh, and he's he's like um, a mindset coach, business coach, does lots of stuff. And um, he basically created this thing called 75 Hard. In a nutshell, it's this. You have to commit for 75 days that every single day you will drink a gallon of water or whatever's medically safe for you, a gallon of water, do two workouts. One of them has to be outdoors because you're supposed to push through even when it's terrible weather and stuff. You have to stick to a clean eating plan or a healthy eating plan, any healthy eating plan you want. Chocolate and cake are out the, are out the window, but apart from that, you can do whatever you want. Um, you have to read 10 pages of a non-fiction uh, book every single day, and you have to take a progress photo every day, and you have to like check it in on an app that you can get. You don't have to do that, but it's, it's recommended. And that's it. And the whole program is free. The most you could spend with him is $5.99 to download his app or or his book, which is probably like $20 or something. That's all you can buy in that world. And that's all I've been, it's all he's trying to sell me so far. That's all I've I think there's some apparel as well as some like cool t-shirts and stuff, isn't there? Yes, you can get like t-shirts with a brand and stuff on it, yeah. So, But all of his actual business must sit on the back end of this somewhere. And basically, when you land on the page, there's a long sales page, a long squeeze page. It says at the top, we're not going to take your credit card details or anything. You go ahead and opt in. And as soon as you've done it, it encourages you to go and post about the fact that you're about to start this challenge. So I, uh, I immediately told our friend Gemma, and she said, that sounds amazing, I'm going to do it. Instantly, I said, well, here's the details. And she went and signed up. I went on my Facebook on the third, uh, the day before I was about to start doing it. I went onto Facebook and I posted and said, I'm about to do this thing tomorrow. Here's what you've got to do. And in the comments, there was probably 40 or 50 comments on that post. This is just on my own profile. And I reckon probably 10 of them were saying, this sounds amazing. Where do I get the details? So of course I went and let me Google that for you. I went and found the URL again, because it's a long URL. And I went and replied, I'm doing his list building. I'm doing his social media engagement 
engagement for him. I'm going around replying to all these people's comments saying, sign up here for free, you get the details, sign up here for free, you get the details. So I told at least 10 people about that because they asked me for the information about this thing I was posting about. So he's created such a phenomenon. Now think about it. What most people would do if they had an idea for this 75 hard is they would make a checklist, probably a one page PDF checklist. They'd put it up on the internet with a really bland headline of try this for 75 days and you'll end up mentally tougher and fitter than you've ever been. And it would have no viral growth. It would have no spark, but just by asking people to share it, telling people to share it on their social media for accountability, not for viral growth for him, for accountability, that has created so much viral growth in 75 hard as a program. At the last count, I read an article that said the hashtag 75 hard is being used 75,000 times on the internet, which means that loads of people are doing this. I think, I think he tracked it down to the fact it was over 50,000 unique people. I might be making that up, but that's what I think I heard. So like loads of people are doing it and there's a ton of viral growth in this just by creating something that is, well, let's talk about it. It's, it's outrageous. First of all, like it's this outrageous thing to do. I'm into it now. It's much harder than I anticipated it being when I started. I knew it was going to be hard. It's much harder than I thought. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that's really hard about it is unlike most kind of regimes of fitness and, and that kind of thing where whatever you're following, there are no cheat days. There are no days off. It is 75 days straight. No days off. Every single day for 75 days, you have to do the two workouts. You have to keep to that fit, that 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 food regime. There's no takeaways. There's nothing. There's there's there is no break for seventy five days. So it, this it, because it sounds so extreme, and the more you think about it, the more extreme it is. That's what creates this idea. So it's outrageous. It's also it's also remarkable, and that's the thing I think a lot of people don't do with a lead magnet is they don't actually have a remarkable lead magnet. He's not telling you it's a PDF. It's a thing. This it's this sort of is a lead magnet. That's a challenge, and we know that the the the, the power of these challenge things is, is incredible. But this is a long term challenge. You know when you ever if you ever put a challenge together. You probably, if you've been in our world a little while, you know we do a few challenges a year to do with different elements of email marketing, and they're free to participate in. And we've always said, should we move ours from being a five-day challenge down to a four-day challenge because it's a bit too long for people to commit? And then, and then here's this guy going seventy-five days. You know, I flip it because that is part. Can you make the challenge part of it? But so the first part of this is actually making the reason to join your list really outrageous and really remarkable. And by remarkable, I'm going to say it again. I always say it. When we say remarkable, that means people have to remark on it. And I mean, as a deep internal psychological knee-jerk response, they have, they have to feel something. Until people feel something about your offer, whether it's a free offer or a paid offer, there is no way they can buy. So in this in this case, you hear our seventy five day hard, seventy five hard, and you go, "Wow!" And then you think about it more, and you go, "Jesus, bloody hell! Not no day!" Like you are emoting straight away. You're now feeling something about this challenge, and that's what's amazing. Most lead magnets are completely without feeling. You know, it's like, one more time with feeling. It's kind of what I want to say when I, when I hear about, about most lead magazines. I'm like, yeah, one more time with feeling. So that's the first thing to think about is there's got to be a really good reason to join. Incidentally, your- just off the back of that, I want to say the only reason I found out about 75 Hard is that two people that I know did it and posted about it. A guy called Andrew and a guy called Tim, who I've known for years, 
posted on Facebook saying, I'm just doing this thing called 75 hard. This is what it is. I need to give that a go. So I sent them a message. Where do you get the details? So, like, I mean, then they will have found out about it from somewhere else, presumably. And it's lovely because what happened for me is I saw you post, you're going to do 75 hard, and I thought, I'm going to do 75 sponge cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, that's what I'm doing. You know, a Victoria yeah, sponge I'm, every day. I'm joking, I think we need to start a new, a new mission. <laughs> so the first thing is it's going to be a great reason to join, and, and it really works. But the, your reason to join does not need to just be the lead magnet, and that's a really important thing. Lead magnets are important. But actually, one of our highest performing reasons to join our email list is to receive our emails. If your actual emails themselves are a really good reason to join your list, then guess what's going to happen? You are going to end up with higher engagement over time. Because let's think about it, right? If somebody joins your list just to receive the, uh, the cheat sheet, right, about anything, about that fitness program, about how to do their social media, how to, how to take better photographs, whatever it's going to be... If their reason for joining is that thing, and it's not to receive that your emails, then of course when when they do receive your emails, that's in addition to, that's outside of the reason they joined your email list. Whereas if the reason they joined your email list, and I'm kind of over-laboring the point, but if the reason they joined your email list is to actually receive your emails, then it's no wonder your email open rate, engagement, and sales rate from those emails is going to be higher. Because they're getting the thing they asked for. So that's all well and good. That's lovely. Let's imagine you've got a really good reason to join your email list, whether it's a lead magnet or to receive your emails, and you're delivering really good emails. At that point, wouldn't it be wonderful, and this is a this is a little idea, we uh, sort of um, a hypothesis that Rob and I had, I can't even think about how long ago now, but a little while ago, wouldn't it be great if we could come up with a way of getting people to forward our emails? I remember when people used to forward emails around people's offices. I know you, your dad used to send you jokes and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Send them to my school email address and his work email address. And they were circular work emails that were going round about funny answers off this quiz show and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Love it. So how do we actually make it so that people want to forward or do forward our emails? Because you might think, okay, well, I'll s the first part is the email itself has got to be good. It's got to get an emotional reaction. It's got to have good stuff. And if you follow our strategies, our frameworks from this podcast, from uh, our daily email strategy process and framework, then, then great. That's going to definitely happen. But that's not going to be enough to get people to forward your emails. But what we're about to share with you will not work if your emails are shit. So we're gonna assume your emails are not shit, right? So the first thing we need to do is plant the seed of the idea of actually forwarding it. Because most people these days don't really think about forwarding an email. You think about reposting a thing on Instagram or retweeting a thing or sharing a video you've seen on Facebook. But this idea of actually thinking about forwarding an email has sort of fallen out of people's minds. Right. I very rarely see something and think, oh, everybody else I know needs to see this. I need to send this to Bob and Jeff and Kennedy. Like, that's not going to happen. I think the last time I actually did that was I received an email from um, from Brennan Richard, and it was about his... Um his, his how he repurposes his content. And it was massive. It was like 30 points long. And I thought, this is a really good roadmap for this. But you can't write one of those emails every day. So yeah. how do you make it? So that, that's the only time it's in, in and of itself. It's a useful resource. So we need to plant the seed. The, th the next thing we need to do is actually imply that people actually do forward your emails, right? Because otherwise... Right. 
people want to be part of the crowd. Like, I don't want to be the only one forwarding this because that's a weird thing to do. If other people do it, then it's okay for me to do it. Right, right. Okay. And then the next step? That gives people permission that it's absolutely okay to go ahead and do that. Like, it's perfectly acceptable for you to forward this onto somebody else. And as part of that, you want the other person who's receiving the email, the recipient, to let them know that they've got permission to join your list. So this isn't like some secret communication that that you've received, like back in the day when everyone's marketing was all wrapped up in do not share this sales page with your friends, whatever you do. This page is secret. <laughs> like, they're going to care if they spend it with their friend and their friend buys the thing as well. Oh no, I just made another sale. Um, so like we, we actually want them to know that it's absolutely okay for the recipient to actually go and get these emails for themselves as well. So we want to plant the seed that, that they can forward it. We want to imply that other people do forward it. We want to give them permission that it's absolutely okay to forward it. And then when Bob or Jeff or Sally receives it, we want them to know that it's okay for them to say, well, actually, I want to get these emails too. And without loads of work. And the other thing we want to do is we want to do all of those things in every single email. We don't want to have an email. Oh, this week I must do an email that's about forwarding. Like we don't want to. We don't want to change the content, I guess, of the of the email itself to be. Oh, this is my email where I tell people to forward it. No, we want to do this in every single email. Now, the other thing that we need to do here is we need to make sure that we don't distract our actual subscribers from the call to action. So the wrong way to do this, this is not that, so I need to preface this, do not do what I'm about to say, uh, is what you might be drawn to do initially, which is to put some blurb at the bottom of your emails that says something like, if you enjoyed this other this email, other people might enjoy it too. You can forward it to your friends so that they can get the email as well. You don't want to do that because you don't want that's another call to action. And therefore that's going to distract people from the actual profitable calls to action, which are going by this thing. So so instead, you want to do it in a much more subtle way than that. Like we said, we want to plant the seed here, not give people an instruction. So we're looking for a very subtle way to do this. Okay, I think we've teased them quite enough. Thank you very much. Uh, so this this was the hypothesis. This was the challenge that we set ourselves, and then we came up with a solution. And we've been doing this for quite a quite a long time now. Uh, let's take a look at actually how we do it. So. What we do in the very bottom of our emails, uh, most people will, will do this as well, is you'll have some kind of template. We've talked about templates before in, in on the show. You'll have some kind of template that you just go into and you adjust the main body content of, it, of, of the actual purpose of the story, of the message, of the, of the email itself. But usually you'll have something at the bottom which includes, I don't know, maybe some kind of signature or some kind of opt-out link or some stuff at the bottom. Might be your credentials. It could be a lovely picture or a, or a GIF or something, whatever. We've added something, we added something else to our signature and it's literally these 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 13 words and it's literally this so this comes after our big signature and then it says did someone forward this email question mark sign up for our daily emails here and then a now i'm gonna you're not gonna believe i'm gonna say this an actual button you know if you've heard us talk much at all that we're not really big fans of buttons Right? We're not big fans of the buttons. And no. uh, we want everything to look natural, right? And if I was just going to send an email to my friend to tell them about something, I wouldn't put a button in it to say, go and have a look at this website. So in our general emails that we send out, we don't put buttons either because we want people to feel like they're just receiving an email like they would from a friend. So we don't bother with all of that formatting for most cases. Right. But in the actual bottom signature of an email, people know that people have signatures set up on their email systems. Even if I was sending an email to Rob, there might still be a, a button in the actual preset signature 
furniture, which I set up once. I wouldn't create a new button right now to give them a link to a lovely page I want to send them to, because that would be mad. So ours literally says, did someone forward you this email? Sign up for our daily emails here. And there's a, a button and it just says, click here to subscribe. And that's literally a button that links over to our sign up page to receive our daily emails. So just by doing that, that implies that someone people do, I'm actually plants the seed to begin with, it plants the seed that people could forward your emails, that people are forwarding your emails, and you can subscribe if you were forwarded this email. It's all being encouraged in just those few little, very subtle, but carefully crafted words. It's lovely because it's an instruction to the person receiving the email, not the person who, that's in the, the recipient of the forwarding, not the recipient, not your subscriber. And that's what's really nice about it. It doesn't distract your subscriber from what you actually want them to do, but it does make them think, oh, I must forward this to Jeff. And do you know what? Even if they don't do it with that email there and then, they'll probably never read that section again, but they now have the permission that it's okay to do it, which means the next time they read an email and it instantly resonates as being, oh, that would definitely help my friend, they'll definitely go ahead and forward it. And of course, because we are tracking mad, we obviously track everything. So we track every click of that button. We track every subscriber who comes through it. Uh, and the, the growth is the growth is really worth doing because it's going to take you less than 20 minutes to set it up in the very first instance. Uh, that is really, really significantly worth doing. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, are you thinking about doing this? Are you listening to this thinking, I'm going to give that a shot. I'm going to add that into my footer. Or you're thinking, that's just not for me. I'm personally really curious as to which side of the camp you, you you sit on, and I'd love to hear what you think about it. In fact, why don't you pop over to our free Facebook group and let us know what you're going to do with this idea of adding the encouragement to forward the email into your email signature. If you're not in our free Facebook group yet, just head over to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community, or if you want to just open your web browser like Chrome or whatever the heck else there is, Firefox, and go to robandkennedy.group. That will forward you over there. But now it's time for this week's Subject, subject line, line of the Week. week. Subject line, line of, of the week. week. So this week's subject line is just the word complaint and then a full stop, a period afterwards. Complaint, full stop. Uh, and uh, this one is, and we'll just preface this by saying, this one is probably on the the edge of how scammy we'd be prepared to go with subject lines. I don't feel like this subject line is particularly scammy, but it's about as far as I'd go. So for example, when I scan through my email inbox that's subscribed to lots of email marketers, I quite regularly see really scammy subject lines that are things like payment notification. Uh, and then the email goes on to say, would you like to get lots of payment notifications into you? And that's really scammy because that's actually implying they're trying to imply that this email is a payment notification. Now, you could argue that one with the subject line complaint is trying to convince people that this is a complaint about them. But because we do such a good job of building a really strong relationship with our subscribers and they know who every email is from because it says Rob forward slash email marketing heroes in the from name, another story for another day. We, they, they know who we are, right? They know that we're not complaining about them. We know we're probably not even their customers, right? Because they sell to somebody else. Uh, and therefore, they know it's probably not a complaint, and therefore it works quite well. But we saw a 10% increase in um, in open rate. Wow, which, from that one email. Yeah, which was lovely. That, as in 10% more people opened that email than than generally speaking. So that was uh, that was really significant. So yeah, big uh, big fans of that. Just the word complaint. And it went on to talk about, and I, I, I settled the subject line very quickly in that email. It basically went on to say, just to let you know, I might be a whingy, moany, complainy bastard for the next while because I'm about to start this 75 hard challenge. So we got rid of the complaint bit straight away and got into the actual story. 
absolutely love this week's subject, subject line, line of the week. week subject line, line of, of the week. week please 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 don't miss out on next week's episode you're absolutely gonna love it so make sure if you haven't already hit the subscribe button on your podcast player wherever it is you're listening to the show right now and if you want to we'd really appreciate it if you'd share the love take a little screenshot or something of wherever the heck you happen to be currently listening to the show and if you have five minutes please leave us a review on your podcast player as well otherwise we'll see you next week thanks so much we'll see you next week